Welcome back to Over the Border, episode 26. We're riding as a twosome today. Me and Twig are going to have to carry the podcast today. Kyle's out. He's on the COVID reserve list. So it's just the two of us. So I'll throw it over to you, Ryan. Ryan, how the fuck are we feeling tonight? Well, you know, United actually won the last time out. But screw United. We got a big episode, just me and you, Kyle. Uh, Kyle. On the COVID list, I hope you feel better. Yes, uh, so we're gonna change it up. I will be recapping last uh, last two weeks, the picks, and you know overall, it wasn't ideal. I must be honest. Uh, Kyle went me. three three and one. That's on me. Not terrible. So his overall record is now one hundred five, one hundred seven and one overall, forty nine point five percent. So he's approaching the fifty percent mark. So kudos to him. I myself had a huge week. Went four and one. But overall record, still dog water, 52, 62, and 1. That is a 45.6%. And then, oh, boy, Justin. It was tough. 3-8, and eight, 86, 93, and 1 overall record now. But he's still 48%. So him and Kyle are approaching the 50% mark. I, I personally have to step it up, hoping for another huge week. But overall, as a pod, we went 10, 12, and 1, 45 and now our overall record is now 2, 4, 3, and 262 with three pushes. So we're, at, we're at basically hitting 48%. We want to be hitting over 50% here. So expect a big week. Yes, sir. Let's get into today's episode. The boys are back. The boys are back. The boys are back. In the looking for trouble. The boys are back. The boys are back. The boys are back. In the looking for trouble. Alright, we're going to kick it off as per usual, but not per usual, with coast-to-coast recapping news across Canadian sports. But we normally start with the NHL, Ryan, but today, we're not going to be recapping the records of all the NHL teams that are north of the border. We're going to recap the series scores for those teams. So the Flames, they're up 1-0 after one game against the Dallas Stars. That's 1-0 in the series. Their game puck drops tonight at 10 p.m. We've also got the Leafs. They're tied 1-1 against the Lightning. Thank God. Fuck the Leafs. And then the Oilers are the last um, Canadian team in. They are tied 1-1 headed to L.A. They smoked the Kings last night. It's a big 6-0 dub. And it was huge. The Leafs caught a fat dub, although got a little bit hairy at the end. I'm fired up. Fuck the Leafs. It's playoffs, baby. It's fucking playoffs. Playoffs? All right. Well, we're going to keep it moving here. We're going to get into the National Lacrosse League. I'm going to be giving out Kyle's pick. He's only got one this week. He's 9-4 overall. I just want to make that clear. He's still killing the game. The NLL god, as he calls himself, the Toronto Rock Moneyline, minus 120 in the playoffs. Let's see if he can keep it going and hit double digits. Ryan? I see you have a few soccer plays, so why don't you take it away? Let's get some Farmers League action. What do you have? Well, Farmers League and the greatest league on the planet, the Canadian Premier League. So, of course, last week when we didn't have a, the podcast, I decided to actually play an MLS play, and it cashed. Mm. So that was my first official MLS cash of the year. So personally, I told myself, hey, let's do it again. This time on the podcast, hopefully it's not a curse. I don't believe in that. 
But New York City FC at home, they they just love playing at either City Field or Yankee Stadium. Of course, I don't know why they don't have their own stadium. They have to play in a baseball stadium. <laughs> but they bang in the goals. They, all four of the whole opening games this season have been at home, and they scored at least two in each. And they're playing a sporting KC team that away has just been disastrous, to put it that way. So I'm just going to rock New York City FC money line and over one and a half. Uh, I think New York will easily win this game. They might concede. But I think I backed this this great offense, surprisingly, in the MLS to basically carry this team to victory. And then I got two plays, of course, in the greatest league of all time, the Canadian Premier League. The f- well, they were in the finals last year. Forge versus York United. These uh, This is tomorrow. Team total over one and a half. Uh, this could be a 2-1, 2-2 game. Uh, an, an over would be a good play too, but personally, I just think Forge could score a quick two in the first half and then maybe sit back. So you never know, maybe 2 nothing. but I, there could be goals in this game. And then my second play, it's going to be a cheeky, cheeky Canadian parlay. Cavalry, it's the Battle of Alberta, but in footy. It's in Edmonton. I think Cavalry, after that big win coming off against Pacific uh, or the draw, they... They will be riding that pretty highly heading into this key matchup against Edmonton. So give me double chance and then plus and then add the Forge game over two goals. So if that game, if Forge scores two, we at least push it and then we'll still get a half a win. And that's a minus one fifteen. So those are my two CPL plays for this week. And as I mentioned off the top of the show, it is the NHL playoffs. So we're just going to do a quick rundown of the series. 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 Um, as I mentioned, Flames are up 1-0 over the Stars. The um, the Leafs and the Lightning are tied, and the Oilers and the Kings are tied. But those aren't the only series going. The Wild, I have them 16-1 to to win the Cup ever since they got Flurry. 20 Bones, they're tied 1-1 after thumping St. Louis last night 6-2. The Hurricanes are making what seems to be quick work of Boston. They're up 2-0. And then, um, sorry about that. Rangers. Uh, thank you. The Rangers, are uh, they're down 1-0 to the Penguins. However, this ga- there is game two still going on. They're up 2-0 halfway through the hockey game. The Caps are have a 1-0 series lead against the Panthers. But the Panthers are currently up 2-0 after one. And the Avalanche are up one nothing over the Predators, and that does not look good for Nashville. Let me tell you, they they look like they're in trouble against a powerhouse powerhouse uh, Colorado team. I don't love my Minnesota pick. Uh, I think that series could go either way, but I'm letting it ride. Do you have any action on uh, the NHL playoffs? Do you have any futures? Any series picks? No, I was I was a bit late to it, but I actually. I did, you'll hear it with my NHL picks. Surprisingly, I got two NHL picks tomorrow. So I'm kind of backing these teams to win these series at the same time. But uh, I did an NHL bracket with uh, with a couple of the boys, and uh, I have the Flames winning it against the Lightning. Nice. So a rematch of the, o- the 06 Stanley Cup Finals. The Flames want their revenge. Should have won that cup. But uh, no, I, I think we have to match it and bring it up. Game one of the... Rangers and Penguins game. The triple overtime uh, game? Crazy. That, are, that, are, that, that might already be the Stanley Cup playoff game 
of the year. Yeah, yeah no kidding. One. So freaking Louis Domingue has to come in after sitting for basically four hours and makes a couple good saves. But you know, Louis Domingue, the man from Quebec, I expect <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, young Patrick Roy or what? Oh, he's the next Patrick Roy, of course. But, <laughs> well, tonight, tonight not looking so good. But you, you got to give credit. Igor Shosturkin almost makes 80 <clears throat> saves in the hockey game. And Casey DeSmith going out with cramps. Looked like he couldn't even walk when he was going off the ice. So I was listening to the radio the other day on my way to work. If you had to guess how many giveaways were in that game in total, how many would you say? Six periods of I'd hockey. Pro- I don't know. Uh, 100? 120. 120. And I, I believe, I, I could be getting the stat wrong, but in one of the other games, after three periods only, obviously, so but there was only 14. 14. So 120 giveaways is crazy. I can't imagine how gassed you must feel after playing six periods of hockey back to back to back to back to back. However, I actually thought the Rangers had a fighting chance of getting out of the East. Not so much anymore. I think when you go triple overtime in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs and what seems to be like it could be a long series against Pittsburgh, I don't know if either of those teams have a chance at making it deep. I don't know. That's just me, but... Let's get hey, in. Hey, you never oh. know. You, you you could see a uh, an LA King from 2012 kind of series run. You know, that that team basically almost went to seven in every series and ended up winning the cup. Yeah, no, you're right. I just, I mean, fatigue's got to set in. I mean, DeSmith oh, with well, his cramps and yeah. Well, Louis Domingue's playing tonight. Yeah, so I know. The spicy, I the spicy pork clearly uh, clearly ain't helping tonight. <laughs> that was a hilarious clip. If you haven't seen it. Uh, he talked about a meal that he had between periods, the spicy pork and rice, right? And something like that. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into some picks that we got for the NHL tomorrow night. I don't have any personally, but Kyle is rocking with the Blues money line and Tampa money line, both at minus 110. Let's ride. So I would like to point out that I was actually the first one to put in plays today. So I think Kyle copied me for once. So I'm going to give myself credit for this pick. It's a lightning money line. Screw the Leafs. This is simply just fade the Leafs. Fox. They were thinking they're going to win the, the cup. I throw on a parade. Yeah, put those on pause. You ain't going out of the first round. Give me the lightning money line. And this is a bit juiced. I ain't going to lie. But I think McJesus showing up to LA. Spotlight. Give me the Oilers money line at minus 139. I know it's juiced. But it ain't juice if you win. That's the motto. Hey, if it pays, it pays. You know what I mean? All right, let's transition now into some NFL news. You ever heard of it? One of the biggest leagues in North America, if not the biggest. The draft was has been, has holy shit, Justin, get it together. The draft, the, whoo. Wow. Let's reset here for a second. The draft has happened since we last recorded. And thank God Kyle isn't on the pod tonight because he would thank probably God. be berating Ryan not going to lie, the Eagles had a pretty sick draft. They traded up yeah, for Jordan Davis. And then they were saying, well, the Eagles need receiver help. The Eagles need receiver help with their next pick. And what do you know? They did use that draft pick to, to get a receiver, but it wasn't a rookie receiver. It was the established 
Tennessee Titan, A.J. Brown. Ryan, how the fuck are you feeling about that? Well, first off, I'd, I was, I was honestly, I was, I was heartbroken. You know, it was the day of my birthday, actually. Tough. And United surprisingly didn't lose to Chelsea. So I was like, wow, God given, Domingo and everyone looking down on me. But no, backstabbed out of nowhere, AJ Brown going out. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, We'll find out. I know. I know we're a Derrick Henry-based offense, but having AJ Brown there just helped the offense ten times. I personally think it's Tannehill. That's the weakness of the team, and we can get into that a bit later. But I don't know. The, the Eagles did pay a crap ton of money for AJ Brown. They did. However, if you think about it. This is my opinion on the trade, and I don't like it as a Cowboys fan personally, but your first-round pick, you're essentially saying we're going to get a starter. That's what drafting in the first round is. You're assuming that the guy is good enough to come in and is start NFL, right away. Is NFL ready already? Exactly. Yeah. But it's still a gamble. Guys are boom or bust. They're either going to pop off. I guess they maybe not boom or bust, but they're either going to pop off or be average or just completely fall flat. So at the end of the day, it's a gamble. You're betting on a 20 to 23 year old kid to come in and play against grown ass men. And the Eagles got a guy that, you know, can play at the NFL level and play at the NFL level at a high level. So I think it was one worth the first round pick and two worth the money. Assuming that Jalen hurts can get him the football, which I mean, when you have Devonte Adams, Devonte Adams, Devonte Smith, pardon me, and A.J. Brown, I think the Eagles' offense is definitely nothing to snuff at. And you got, you got to remember, though, the, the the year the Titans drafted him, they didn't have a first-round pick. And I was I was actually watching that draft, and I, I was telling the people who, who I was talking to that night, I said, the Titans have to draft A.J. Brown because it was an early second-round pick they had. And ended up snagging A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss. And I, yeah, I immediately knew he was going to fit in because we didn't have a wide receiver. A guy was Corey Davis at the time, but then he ended up signing with the Jets the year after. You loved Corey Davis. I did. I did because we didn't have anyone. But then as soon as A.J. Brown comes in, nah, step aside, Corey. Be the number two guy. Because A.J. Brown is that good. So it hurts It hurts to see, but I don't know. It's. I think I think the issue is, is with Tannehill. It, it's simple as that. It's clear that it ain't the running back, and it wasn't A.J. Brown. Well, let's talk about Mr. Ryan Tannehill because later in the draft, in the third or fourth round, I can't remember, the Titans drafted Malik Willis, and Tannehill says, I ain't there to mentor him. We are competing for jobs. What do you think about that? Well, Well, I'm just saying you heard my opinion of Tannehill before. Yeah, fair it, enough. He said he also said though, was like if if I could help him, if I if it turns out I help him, whatever, then good for that. But I don't know. As Malik Willis, you got to come in like what the heck? Come in with a chip on your shoulder and just prove that he could actually take his job. Yeah, he would help. I I personally think he would help the Titans scheme way better. Well, so with with Derrick Henry, I mean that's a pretty big draft pick for the Titans. I mean I don't know what their plan is with Ryan Tannehill. I don't know what their plan is with Malik Willis, but. Malik Willis was debated as being a first-round talent, was debated being the first quarterback off the board. He falls into your lap in the third round. 
I don't think that's a bad pick by the Titans, especially if management or the coaching staff has some questions about Tannehill as you do. So only time will tell, but uh, yeah, some good draft. It was a great draft overall, actually. Lots of trades. People were snapping it around. I, uh, I saw some, I've read some articles online about the Cowboys draft. I've, essentially, it seems like they took all, like, or they took all their positions of need. Um, they took a whole bunch of guys that I've read are boom or bust. So they're either going to, like, they're projected to either be crazy and pop off, or it could just fall flat. Big gamble. A lot of good athletes, guys with some off the field issues. Very Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see how that goes. Speaking of off the field, DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games for violating the league's PED policy. He claims that he never deliberately took any substances and that it was like a it was from a supplement that he took that must have just gotten mixed up with some bad shit. He's like I tested negative in October, like November. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he got suspended, so that's a pretty big loss for the Arizona Cardinals. But they did trade for Marquise Brown from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So you got to think that that might have been lingering for a while and it just hadn't been released and they knew they, they were yeah. going to miss. Uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking Hopkins. But we'll see. In other news, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, signed with his hometown New Orleans Saints. Debo Samuel didn't move. He didn't get traded, although he released a statement saying he still wants out. I saw, though, he re-followed the 49ers on Instagram. Really? Little social social media warfare or what? I don't know. Those are always suspicious, though, because... (laughs) Does it really mean something? I don't know because you unfollow them, follow them. He could just be he could just be screwing with people at this point. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Um, in other news, the NFL is taking five games next year across the pond. The Bucks and the Seahawks are going to play in Germany. The Saints and Vikings are going to play in London. Packers, Giants in London. Jags, Broncos in London, and then the Cards and the Niners are going to go down and play in Mexico. So, how, how would you feel if? If the NFL ever moved like a, an NFL team to London, because that's that's been the that's been the one game that they usually go to all the time, and they, they actually can fill out Wembley Stadium or relatively close, and that fits almost a hundred thousand people. Yeah, I mean, I I think it would be pretty sick, pretty cool if they did that. But when you think about the logistics of having a team that is in a time zone that is five hours different. From the East Coast, and that yeah, means eight hours, eight from, hours the from the West Coast. I mean, realistically, I don't think it would be a smart move by the NFL, but it'd be interesting to see. I mean, they do draw fans. That's not not a lie, and some, some they draw fans to some pretty shit teams. So it'll yeah, be yeah, interesting. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been going for the past couple of years, and people are going to that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, like with the Green Bay Packers playing in in England, seeing what that's like. Because the Packers are a good team. Now, in my opinion, they've taken a step back this offseason. But still, you've got Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, playing in front of the UK crowd. Anyway, I'm excited for the NFL season. You know what? I, I, can't I bet you Aaron Rodgers will uh, meet uh, Harry Kane because it's uh, it's at the Tottenham Stadium. No kidding, eh? 
Are they uh, buddies? Good old Harry Kane and oh, they'll, they'll become best buds. There you go. That's that's talking football. Get it? <laughs> uh, anyway, Kyle's got a couple of NBA picks, so I'll rattle those off quick. He's taking the Mavs money line or Mavs money line. He says Mavs money line minus one. I don't know. He's taking the Mavs, and then he's also taking the Heat minus three. And that's it for the NBA. The COVID got him. Yeah, he's got the COVID. The COVID brain screwing up, jotting down his picks. And then we've got some MLB action. He's go giving. I have two plays. I'm dialing it back after going three and eight, back to back negative weeks, really tanking my record, just spraying and praying. So I'm taking it step by step, game by game. Blue Jays minus 135 against the Guardians. Phillies plus 115 against the Mets. Fading Ryan there. But let's ride. Let's see if we can go 2-0. Well, I've got four picks. Uh, and my pod record so far is actually 6-3 and three on MLB. So we're looking to, stay, looking to stay hot. I've got first pick, as Justin just mentioned. He's got the Phillies. I've got the Mets. Simple as this. Max Scherzer's on the mound. He got, he got, he kind of got lit up last time against the Phillies, so I think he comes out even madder. Probably both eyes will Are be different colors. Are you mad? I think Scherzer probably goes seven or eight innings, calling a big performance out of them. Mets money line. Second pick, Zach Gallen on the mound for the Diamondbacks. They are playing. Oh, who are they playing again? Why am I blanking on this? The Diamondbacks are playing. I'm pulling it up. I should really know this. I know it's Zach Gallon on the mound. They're playing the Rockies. The Rockies are terrible away. They play well at Coors Field. But that's because it's elevated. Rockies away. Different team. I think Zach Gallon shuts down the Rockies. The Diamondbacks bullpen has actually been pretty, has been pretty decent. So give me the hot team with the Diamondbacks money line. Blue Jays, Guardians, first five, under three and a half. The battle, Shane Bieber and Kevin Gosman, two of the hottest pitchers in the AL right now. Kevin, a.k.a. Gasman, as I call him, tore the Red Sox last weekend. Awful <laughs> to see, but hey, first five under three and a half. I'll gladly take two aces, potential Cy Young winners, too, at this point. And then my fourth pick, this is, uh, I, I, I hope to God I don't regret this. I am taking, and you heard this correctly, the Pirates' money line against the Cincinnati Reds. This is why I'm taking the Pirates' money line tomorrow. Since since April 12th, the Reds are 1-20 with 19 of those losses coming by two or more runs. I would gladly take the Pirates' money line. I don't think the Pirates are as bad as they have been the last couple of years. They're still the Pirates and still garbage. But surprisingly, there is a new tank team in the league, the Cincinnati Reds. Feel bad for Canadian Joey Votto, but hey, give me the Pirates' money line. All right, now we're gonna jump into the listener pick segment, and I kind of told, I kind of fucked Ryan over before the episode. I said that uh, I forgot to text Joel, one of the listeners, but he actually got back to me in the nick of time. He just texted me well, a couple minutes go. ago. He is going to be taking the lightning. So add that another tick on the lightning train on the pod. Kyle, Ryan, Joel, all riding with the lightning tomorrow that against means, the that Leafs. Only means one thing. Take Quake 
Yeah, that's terrible. Anyway. That's awful. But it's our fault. We did a lot of shifting around this week for the podcast. We didn't record last week. We It was a late. We're a day late this time. Later we recording. We do apologize. But that being said, Shane, you can keep your spot. We're not going to kick you off the pod. But make sure, Ryan, that you text him or DM him or whatever next week. Anyway. Wait, throw me under the bus. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying this is your reminder. Reminder taken. Let's get into the $100 bankroll challenge to recap last week. If you haven't been following along, I'm eliminated. Have been for about a month and a half now, two months. Kyle. You're eliminated? Yeah, I am. I went 13 and 28 and have $0 left in my bankroll. How are you? I never, I didn't know that. Kyle has a bankroll remaining of $82.89 after going 1 and 1 and losing $5.28. And Twig just scraping by 2 and 1 plus $2.67, 40, 45 remaining. And Kyle is rocking with two picks. He's taking the Blues money line tomorrow against the Wild for 10 and then the Bruins and the Hurricanes under 5.5 for $10 as well. Well, you're not going to believe who my first pick of the bankroll is. Take a shot every time you've heard this. Lightning money line for $10. And then my second pick, pulling a twig here. Pulling a twig. Give me my lock of the week, so you'll have to wait. Nice little tease. You're teasing me, you naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. Let's get into everybody's favorite segment, the lock of the week. To recap last week, Kyle lost, but Ryan and I both got wins, bringing our records to I'm 13-10-1, Ryan is 9-14-1, and, and Kyle is 13-11. And, and I'll lead us off. I'm taking the lightning. How are you? <laughs> lightning money line against the Leafs. Let's ride. Bolt up. Fuck the Leafs. Oh, uh, this is uh, this is awful. I feel bad. Like honestly, if do you really believe the Lightning are gonna win, people? Stay, like back with the over the border, but this is <laughs> this is a sign. Yeah, we we think the Lightning win, but there's a bit of bias that we hate the Leafs at the same time. So take it into whatever perspective you want to. I'll give a Kyle's pick. He's going via train to Toronto. Big man, you don't know. York can forge over two and a half. As I kind of talked about it earlier at the beginning of the podcast in the CPL segment, I do see goals in this game. Uh, over two and a half, I think, is actually a great pick. Forge could cover this on their own. They did last game out. And York, York at home are a better side than they are away. So with the fans, and I think when they'll have the counterattacking chances they do because Forge will have the possession of the ball, I think York could capitalize and maybe even score two goals. I do think York scores, but this is a strong pick. Take York Forge over two and a half. And now, uh, you know, last week, I actually stayed in North America. It was a baseball pick, and we cashed finally lock of the week. We end, ended our drought. But I'm a sucker for across the pond. <laughs> Yesterday, I learned the difference between a train and a boat. I wrote this song before that. Train on the water, boat on the track. We are backing both teams to score in the Liverpool and Tottenham game. This is a huge game. 
the Premier League is coming down to the end of the season, unfortunately. Sad time for all Premier League fan, uh, Premier League fans out there. But there are multiple races. There is a crazy relegation battle race with Everton, who haven't or the one of the few teams in the Premier League to never be relegated. And then you have the teams at the top. First and second, you have Liverpool and Manchester City battling out one point away. And then for the last Champions League spot between Arsenal, Tottenham, and the UC Man U, but you know, you're otherwise. So Tottenham and Liverpool here both have a lot to play for. A nil-nil does both teams nothing. And Tottenham taken are one of the few teams that have actually been uh, Man City at the Etihad in Manchester. So I do strongly believe that Tottenham could easily win this game. And Liverpool did just play in a crazy Champions League lay, uh, yet two days ago against Villarreal coming back 2-0 after the first half. So I do think they might have some tired legs, not mentally aware in the first half and with the attacking options of Harry Kane and Hume Ming Sung. This could be a 2-2. This this could be a game of the season type game. So the fact that both teams have scored is only a minus 130 is sort of juiced for me. That's personally the a good level. I'll take it. Minus 132 might be the three you play this, uh, this weekend. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the Over the Border podcast. Thank you all for listening, and be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. Life's a gamble. So I want to put the house on it. Thank you.